the Love, Heal, Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Erin Gray, and today we are diving into winter wellness, the powerful connection between your energetic frequency and optimal health. This is a powerful and empowering episode today. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. So it is January. Welcome back from the holidays. And I hope you had an amazing one. We had such a great time. And I think it's important to remember we are energy bodies. So Dr. Joe Dispenza has done a ton of incredible research on this. And one of his most popularized facts is that each one of our atoms contains 99.99999% energy and only 0.00001 physical matter. So when we think about that, we can begin to understand why what we do with our energy matters. We can begin to remember My mantra that I say about a thousand times in establishing equilibrium, what we do with our energy matters. If our energy isn't weak, our body doesn't weaken. And this episode, we're going to talk about all the different ways our energy weakens and what we can do about it. Because that's the cool thing about this is it's actually more of an addition problem or a subtraction problem, or a multiplication problem. But it is something we can look at the pluses and minuses of our choices and how we consume and what we consume and what we do differently in order to raise or lower our overall energetic frequency. And there's a ton of different ways that we're going to talk about today that I think you're going to find really fascinating. At least I do. So I'm super excited to share this episode with you. As I've talked about during many different episodes, our energetic frequency is measurable. The average human body, when it is healthy, is resonating at 62 to 72 megahertz. When we are experiencing cold and flu, our energetic frequency has dropped for a number of reasons, which we're going to talk about today but it has dropped to 58 megahertz and it can go even lower. So when it begins to drop lower to approximately an average of 42 megahertz, that's when we invite in greater dis-ease and cancers and larger illnesses. We don't have to stay there and we can make really empowered choices as to not allow our energetic frequency to get there. We can begin by looking at our emotions. So our energetic frequency is measurable. And in past episodes, which I'll include a link down below, I talked about Hawkins' scale of emotions, his emotional scale. So why this is important is because we can begin here in knowing where our energetic frequency is. And, you know, for many, the holidays bring up a ton of different emotions. And if we've recently lost someone, we may be feeling grief or, I mean, it's been a really long time 
since my parents have passed away. And of course, every holiday I experience grief and feel sad and miss them and cry at some point, which is often probably why I end up getting sick. Despite making so many good choices, I still feel very emotionally raw because I wish that they could be a part of that. But I understand all the reasons why they can't. And I want to talk about that making peace here in just a minute. So I know I have, I will include the link to the longer episode down below, but I just wanted to read through this really quick so that we could talk about this because I want you to assess on this list where you feel like you may be resonating. And so we can assess based off of how we feel that we might be also resonating at that number, that energetic frequency. So you can confirm this by writing that down on a piece of paper or just thinking about that emotion and holding that here within the solar plexus. So that space just below your rib cage and hold that thought, that feeling, that emotion, that piece of paper, however that works best for you. And if you sway forward, that's pretty much confirmation. And if you sway backwards, that's disconfirmation, if that's a word, but I will make it a word. It is not confirmation that you are at that number. So you're either higher or lower to that number. And so you can continue this process until you've reached the energetic frequency that you are at. Again, every day is a different story, but this might be a fun place for you to begin so that you can begin to do the work and you can begin to see how your choices improve your energetic frequency, raise your energetic frequency, and begin to do this on the daily and maybe even keep track that you can begin to see what choices may affect your life and how that, how you can improve this and how you can raise your energetic frequency. So again, a very brief summary. Enlightenment is at 700. Peace is 600. Joy is 540. Love is at 500. Reason is at 400. Acceptance is at 350. Willingness is at 310. Neutrality is at 250. Courage is at 200. Pride is at 175. Anger, 150. Desire, 125. Fear, 100. Grief, 75. Apathy, 50. Guilt, 30, and shame, 20. For me, I felt like, I thought it was very interesting to look at this list and to see grief is so low and makes us feel so sad. And yet peace is so high up on that list. And I think that is the conduit for healing our grief. I think when we can begin to make peace with someone's death and we can make peace with the fact that they're not in our life anymore, whether that is by death or by removal of this person from our life, we still grieve when relationships end and people are no longer in our life. But when we can make peace with that, I think that is the activating emotion that brings conclusion into this space. And I think that's so interesting from, this will probably be a future episode. I want to stay focused on my current outline that I have, <laughs> but you can expect this probably in the future, another conversation on emotions, just because they're so important. But I think looking at that and how we can look to peace, we can look to gratitude 
and and find the ways that we're being strengthened and prepared and healed, but that we can look to grief not necessarily as a as a magnet for healing, but that it is by way of making peace that we get to that healing. And so maybe it's not even that we're healed from our grief ever, but that we've made more peace about that experience in our life. So anyway, more of that to come, but I thought that was so, so interesting. Step one, determine your energetic frequency. And you can do this through the emotional scale. So if one of those emotions resonated with you, begin there and muscle test. I will include a link down below to emotional scale, as well as my link to muscle testing. So you can muscle test a myriad of different ways. You can watch that video and decide which way feels like the best way for you. But this is a powerful starting point for you in your energetic frequency knowledge because it is measurable. Determine for you where you are at today. I would love to hear down below if you start a daily chart and begin to track this based off of your choices from today. But if our energy isn't weak, our body doesn't weaken. So what lowers our frequency? There's a bunch of different things that we're going to talk about today. So first, we're going to talk about food, which Yum. The holidays are all about the foods and the drinks. And there's a lot of things that we eat that we know that we shouldn't eat, but either we may have emotional tied to them because it's something our family's always done, or they're just simply delicious. And and that's okay. So what I'm going to talk about today through throughout all of today, as well as most weeks, is that we establish equilibrium and less about what I talk about in my book as this is more using the chakra system, this is really just, I'm going to show you how to establish equilibrium within each chapter of what we talk about today. So this chapter within food, we can, (laughs) we can eat the naughty foods and the drinks, but we then establish equilibrium by drawing in other things. What is interesting about this is like all things, everything is made up of energy. So everything has its own energetic frequency. So we can raise or lower our own personal energetic frequency based on consuming the energetic foods that we eat. So several years ago, I gave a talk on raising your vibration through food and how important it is to eat high energetic food. So one of the things that we had, I I give this whole talk, but I think one of the most powerful moments of that conference was I put out a table and on this table, I had, of course, glass mineral diva water, (laughs) of course, but then next to the diva water, I had a plastic bottle that was super old and, you know, it's been sitting in the sun and all, all sorts of the things that you're not supposed to drink in this plastic bottle. And then next to that, I had an egg from my refrigerator, which was from Whole Foods, really nice egg, very, very healthy, nice egg, organic, grass-fed. But at the time, I also had backyard hens. So I took from our beautiful hen that morning, a freshly laid egg that I also brought next to the very nice whole food egg from the refrigerator. 
Next, I had taken a lemon from the store, which was delightful, organic, nice, wonderful. But then we also have a lemon tree. So I picked a lemon that morning from the tree and placed it next to the other lemon. And I had a few other items I don't really remember, but you're getting the point. (laughs) And I had each person test the energetic frequency of the food. Now we can do this by way of a pendulum. So a pendulum is something with a little bit of weight at the end of a chain. Sometimes it can be a metal object. Sometimes it can be a crystal. You can even use a necklace. So it can be something that you already have within your home. They're not magic. They move because anything that it is resting over, that that item and that object is releasing its own energetic frequency. So that pendulum is going to move based off of the energy that is releasing. All it's doing is being pushed by the energy of the object. So I had every single person take their pendulum. Somebody was selling pendulums there, so (laughs) it was a little bit easier, but you can do this with a necklace. So it's actually really interesting. And held the pendulum over the diva water. And of course it moved super, super fast (laughs) and then held it over the plastic bottle. And it didn't, it not only did not move quickly, but it actually moved in reverse, which is a negative reading. And the egg both went right. They both went clockwise, but the hen's egg, the freshly laid egg went so big. The the energy that was coming off this egg was so huge and so big. And certainly the energy that came off of my refrigerator eggs was still positive, but it just wasn't as vibrant as the freshly laid egg. And the same was true of the lemon. The lemon from the store was fine. It was fine. But the lemon that had just been picked off the tree, that energy moved so quickly and so fast. It was so amazing. So they began to really prove a point that we're not only looking for just organic, fresh food, but something that is newly picked from source, right? That allows the ultimate amount of energy and source energy from the ground to be incorporated into your food. Looking at your meal and your food from the last month, have you had a lot of freshly sourced foods? I know for many of us, we, you know, (laughs) there's not as much fresh during the month of December because it's cold outside and Even if you love the farmer's market, you might not be going to the farmer's market because it is so chilly and cold outside, unless you're super dedicated, which is awesome. I subscribe to a farmer's market box that shows up to my house. So that I think is really a great solution. If you are in a cold area or you don't want to go out, you can always have it shipped to you as well. That's what I do. But beginning to look at that energetic frequency of the food that you're consuming and play with it. Use it as your addition problem. Start with your frequency and then eat a certain way. Eat higher vibrational food and then see the next day is your energetic frequency higher and you find yourself at this higher ranking emotion. It is such a powerful and empowering way for you to work your way up this emotional scale. Alcohol and sugar 
would lower your vibration. Because again, remember, you are going to raise or lower your energetic frequency based off of what you consume. Alcohol and sugar will tend to lower your frequency unless your frequency is already pretty low. But freshly harvested fruit and vegetables offer the highest frequency possible because they have the most connection to source. Leafy greens are around 70 megahertz, whereas meat is between 3 megahertz and 7 megahertz. Now, what I will say about this, I actually have a really fun story, and I'll include a link down below to where I've gotten this information. I found this on a site called SR Holistic. But what I would say about the meat is I think it depends on, like all things, where you get your meat. So my daughter was in 4-H once and she did the show chicken. She showed her chickens and it was awesome. But if you're familiar with 4-H, you know that there's also a market animal section, which is where these children raise their animals with so much love for months and months, and then they're sold in auction and then they're processed for food. Often, several days before auction, many animals will pass away because they know that they're about to be processed. I was talking to a mom while we were hanging out during the fair and her daughter's lamb had passed away. So she had to go take care of the processing on her own. And then the butcher was like, oh my goodness, where did you get this lamb? He said, you just don't see meat like this anymore. It's so supple and delicious and pink and beautiful. And, and he just could not stop talking about how beautiful the meat was. And it was because this little girl had loved up on that lamb for the duration of this lamb's life. It experienced cuddles, it experienced love. And like the Dr. Emoto water experiment, which I'll include down below, but I talk about a lot, the water in our body absorbs the message that we hear. So if this little girl was sharing love and tenderness with this lamb, then that is what the cells were absorbing was this message of love and tenderness. And this is why the meat then was so beautiful. And so this is why there is such a trend toward grass-fed, farm-raised, farm loved by their farmers, meat production. Aside from lots of things, and I know there's lots of, <laughs> there's a whole other podcast. We're talking energy though in this one. But so we can look to that we would want to eat that meat, that supply, that garden of someone who has talked love into the food that we then consume. So we can use this though. And, and I think that that is true when we eat our family's food. And it's made with love and we eat grandma's food that tastes so delicious because grandma loved it and it's filled with love. And, and people will talk about that with me when I make my mom's recipes. It's my way of connecting to my mom and I love cooking and I love the people I'm cooking for. So they will say, you know, hey, you gave me that recipe, but yours always seems to taste better. And well, one, I think that's true because other people cooking for us always taste better, I think. But but I put so much love in it and appreciation and and trying to care for the people I'm feeding. Because I think there's nothing more intimate than nourishing someone else's body. 
personally. And the reverse is true too. So we once stopped at a coffee shop and this barista, poor thing, was all by herself. There's a huge line and she was just really angry behind the counter. And I told my husband I just wanted to leave. I didn't I didn't want to drink her coffee because I knew she was just going to be spewing anger and frustration into that coffee. And I did not want to consume that coffee. And I encourage you to make similar choices. Thinking about Dr. Emoto's philosophy that when someone prepares your food with love and, and you can taste it. I know you know what I'm talking about when people prepare food with love. You can literally taste the love in the food. And the reverse is true too. You know, that's not the <laughs> that's not the first restaurant I walked out of because they were not being kind about their food because I don't want to lower my energetic frequency because someone else is in a bad mood who prepared my food. This is heavy. <laughs> this is a powerful shift in how much you love and honor your energetic frequency, but beginning to notice and making those self-love choices for you to choose the energetic frequency that you want to consume. This is a game changer and I cannot wait to hear in the comments down below what new choices you start making. Okay, so we've talked about emotions. We've talked about food. Now we're going to talk about meditating. So I think <laughs> the holidays are amazing and wonderful and so busy. So I think between the distraction and the decadence, I think between the distraction and the decadence, our energetic frequency gets all kinds of haywire. <laughs> I think a lot can be, as, as I've said for weeks through lots of episodes, one, one minute makes a huge difference. And I do not put my head down on the pillow without meditating. And I encourage you to do the same. Do not put your head down on the pillow. However, during the holidays, we're busy and exhausted. So I won't put my head down, but you know, what might have been a 40 minute meditation at one point becomes a five minute meditation or a two minute meditation. And certainly when I was sick, there was very little head up time anyway, but you know, that would be like 10 seconds. So maintaining your meditation practice in any way that you can, just dedicating to not putting your head down on the pillow, but envisioning from your divine source, this beautiful golden light pouring down in between the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere of the brain, filling up that space, filling up every single cell in your body with this beautiful golden light, allowing your whole body to just experience these waves of golden light pouring down through your the crown of your head, filled with this beautiful divine golden light. That alone for just one minute, two minutes will make such a huge shift in your day, in your energetic frequency. And you can choose to be super scientific about this and choose one, one change a day or just do a whole bunch of things and then see where your energetic frequency begins to shift. You decide, but do let me know. I would love to hear all the changes that you start to make as a result of this podcast. So drawing in that frequency allows us to remain more focused. It allows us to allow our thinking mind to quiet and it allows us to bask in our divineness. So in doing that, it raises our energetic frequency because it is the distraction and 
our mind being in a hundred different <laughs> directions during the holidays that causes us to lower our frequency because we don't have that single focus of what the beauty that meditation offers to us as a result of spending that quiet time connected to the divine. We have our emotions, we have our food, we have our meditating. And next we're going to talk about essential oils. And certainly there are lots of other ways that you can raise or lower your vibration. And I could talk for hours and hours, but I've limited it to just these topics. But you could certainly make the same list for crystals. You can exercise and rate your energetic frequency on a run or a yoga or tai chi. All of these are all fantastic, wonderful ways to raise your energy levels. So the final one that we're going to talk about is essential oil. And I would say if you're using crystals to raise your energetic frequency, which I think is great. And, and I talk about this in establishing equilibrium. We use crystals like we do a weight set. So we use the crystals to raise our energetic frequency for a time being until we've raised our energetic frequency and then we let them go. And so you don't have to feel like you always have to carry your crystals. You use them like you do the weight set because you don't carry your weight set around all day. You use them until your energy is where it needs to be, and then you can put them down and they don't have to be on your body anymore. So if you can begin to think of that in that perspective, I love that imagery of our crystals being like the weight set and using them to strengthen your energy, and then you move on to a different weight set. So next up, essential oils. So I am going, this is again from that SR Holistic page. I'm going to include the link down below, but I'm going to read through these essential oils, which I think is just fascinating. Rose registers at 320 megahertz. Heliochrysum, 180. These are all megahertz, so I'm not going to say that every time. So rose, 320. Heliochrysum, 180. Frankincense, 147. Lavender, 118. Roman chamomile, 105. Myrrh, 105, Blue Tansy, 105, Melissa, 102, Sandalwood, 98, Peppermint, 78. So what I think is interesting about this is actually I had like a whole sinus thing going on and the only one on here that I used was Peppermint, which was the lowest one. I put some frankincense on the bottom of my feet and I wanted to use Heliochrysum, but I didn't have any. <laughs> and for sinuses, Deutera actually wrote on their app to put two drops of peppermint oil under your tongue and then take their digest zen and rub it around the navels. It actually totally worked for me. You know, I'm not giving medical advice on this channel, but if you have some sinus issues, try, give it a try. I was very impressed by that. I also wanted frankincense. I also wanted heliochrysum. So I think this is really interesting, but you can look to this of any one of these, if you have just one of them, and if you start to feel your energetic frequency lowering, you can rub some of this on and see if this, as you are doing your daily check-in, does this raise your energetic frequency? And if you don't like the smells of these, you can simply place them, rub them on the bottoms of your feet, 
and that will infuse throughout your whole body. So you don't have to walk around smelling like rose if you don't want to smell like rose. But now I actually have a rose roller. I, I, I don't particularly love the smell of rose or smelling like rose. So I will probably put that on the bottoms of my feet tonight. I had posted a lot of this on my Instagram page, but in preparing for the podcast, I wanted a little bit more. So I, I Googled some stuff and came across this list. So I actually haven't used this list proactively yet, but now moving forward, I'm going to put Helichrysum frankincense and rose on the bottoms of my feet every single time I start to get sick so that I can raise that energetic frequency. And I personally can't wait to experiment to see if that helps raise my energetic frequency so I don't get sick. And that is what I want for you today. I want to empower you to begin to look at your health from a state of an energetic frequency equation. What energetic frequency are you at right now? And you can know this first by your emotions and then muscle test and look at that chart and begin to see and then make your choices. Eat in a way that will raise your energetic frequency, not just that you're eating vegetables. Think about it from an energetic state. What's the highest vibrating food you can consume? I have pendulums for all sorts of things. I actually have a pendulum in my kitchen that is dedicated only to reading food. I read stuff from the refrigerator to know if it's not good anymore. But you can get a pendulum and begin to see, is this food vibrating at a high enough frequency that I want to consume it? Start playing around. I, I think you will find this really interesting. At least <laughs> at least I do. And I would love to hear your comments down below if you find this fascinating and, and the things that you start to learn after this episode about your own eating habits. But where can you eat in a higher vibrating way? Where can you drink things that are higher vibrating? We can look at our food. We can look at our emotions and begin to bask in that gratitude practice that will raise your energetic frequency and your emotions at the same time. We can increase your meditation practice and then we can add essential oils to your day to begin to elevate that energetic frequency. Wow, I could talk all day long on this topic. This is one of my most favorite things to talk about. I would love to hear in the comments down below what you think, how you changed, what you added. If you found this helpful, thank you so much for sharing this podcast everywhere. I think everyone, especially in the month of January, could use this information. Share it everywhere that you love to share your information. And thank you for spreading the healing and the love. I'm so grateful that you spent this time with me. Good luck this week. I can't wait to hear what changes you make and I will see you next week. Love yourself enough to heal, heal yourself enough to thrive. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me for this high vibe conversation on energy and winter wellness. I hope you find your optimal health and happiness this week and I will see you next week. Love yourself enough to heal, heal yourself enough to thrive. Take care.